It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 70 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Eric <laughs> Sam. Nice to meet you. How you doing? I'm great. Doing great? Yeah. Great or great? Great. Great. Okay. Uh, we almost got her to go a whole day without talking like a child, but, you know, baby steps. Well, it. you said white. What? When you were saying right, you said white. Well, I was making fun of you. Oh. It's okay. We love you. We love okay. you. It's, it's all good. So we have a co-host today who doesn't speak like a child. Introduce yourself, sir. Hello. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. It's Dane Fawn here. How you doing? Good on you, bro. I am, I am doing well. Today has been hectic so far, but we are going to make the best of it. We've got mm -hmm. a bunch of cool stuff to talk about. I'm getting this week's show planned. I found a bunch of kind of uh, interesting topics, crafting shows around. But today is we've got, uh, what do we got to start today? We've got uh, Euphoria and what I thought were some funny claims. Okay, not funny. That's rude. Claims of a toxic work environment. And anytime I see the term toxic, I'm automatically suspicious because it's the biggest buzzword in modern, of modern times. We're going to talk about um, Warner Brothers having what I would like to call a duh moment. Uh, it very is very much a duh moment like how did they not come to the sooner uh dane wants to talk about street fighter guidelines that uh, a new article that he just found and sent over to me and then we are also going to talk about full metal alchemist which these two are both big fans of uh and they you see you, get, well, you just wait we'll, we'll get there he, he's crossing himself right yeah now. i told dane about like the sequel coming out and he's like no <laughs> so we uh we'll get there. That's that's gonna be the the fifth uh, the fourth topic today. So we got a bunch of stuff. If you guys are ready, we'll do pod like after that. But if you want to get just get right into it, you guys ready? Yep. Yeah, let's do it. We're gonna, we're not. Uh, I was gonna say pussyfooting around, but this is even the in, this is not gonna be on YouTube because we're still in the intro, so I can say that. And not get in trouble. Good so we're Watch gonna Spotify like strike us. Go like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That'd be, that that would be something that would happen to me. Mm -hmm. All right. So this first article is from uh, the Daily Mail, and it says Euphoria branded as toxic workplace by insider who claims background actors were denied meals and bathroom breaks, working eighteen hours a day. I I, th I don't think the term for that is toxic. I think the term for that is illegal. Yeah. Uh, if if to be proven. I don't think this is a rarity. No, no, gosh, no. Not from within, what I've heard. Not Wait, within that industry. How much do they get paid? Um, extras probably day rates. Uh, oh, that's they wouldn't dumb. Be, uh, so they'd get day rates, and then uh, there. And the funny thing is, I made a note about uh, some about how they did get paid for the extra hours in here, which they kind of throw in at the end. Is like, okay, so you were paid for the extra hours. That's pretty but... good. Some extras literally like just get paid like a fee, mm -hmm. and... like a flat rate for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, for the the job. Not for really? the day, for like the job. So uh, what's for the, the whole well, if the for the whole shebang. If it takes two days more, sorry. Okay, so it says uh, we'll start here at the top. It says Zendaya's hit show Euphoria has been branded a toxic workplace in a in a shock new report. I feel like that should be said shocking new report, but shock new report I guess works too. There were tension. There were tension. <laughs> I'm not not semi. That should say there was tension, right? There were there were tension or, ten, or there should be there were tensions between. 
Who wrote this? Who knows? George Stark? Okay, j- well, sorry, this George. is also the Daily Mail, so... so? I uh, mean, you shouldn't, if you're a writer. You yeah. know. So, I'll, I'll just, it says, there were tension between showrunner Sam Levinson and the cast, according to an investigation by the Daily Beast, and an insider uh, also alleged, uh, I think they mean alleged, background actors complained about not receiving meals on set and were denied bathroom breaks on 18-hour workdays. My guess is, like, they wanted to be, th- this is the most intricate of the articles I found, so they probably wanted to get it up first. In a statement to Variety, HBO responds, the well-being of cast and crew on our productions is always a top priority. That's corporate speak I've ever heard. It's like, always a top priority. Okay. Wink, wink, wink. wink. If you guys can't tell because you're not watching the YouTube I'm winking sarcastically. Yeah, he's winking with a weird smirk. Yes. So it says the production was in full compliance with all safety guidelines and guild protocols. It is not uncommon for drama series to have complex shoots and COVID protocols add an additional layer. They're right about that. But I do love how they're like, it was completely safe. And then they just list out the guidelines as if they're like, they're literally just talking about the least amount they can do to not get sued. I feel like the real story is how atrocious George Stark's grammar is. From <laughs> I'm going to give him a break. Wow. I'm going to give him a I'm break. Not. Okay. So it says... If if my ability, my inability to read half the time is any indication, I am not going to be in the glass house uh, throwing stones. So but I'll give he him published this two in the afternoon, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. So it says, we maintain an open line of communication with all the guilds, including SAG, AFTRA, and there were never any formal inquiries raised. That's something, to, no, that's, I mean, theoretically, in today's complaining culture, I'm surprised if, if this is all true, that stuff wasn't filed but they also know that if they do that makes them harder to hire in the industry mm-hmm. right so like, yeah so it's uh, like you become you know, the complainer no shit you didn't get it like a complaint i wonder if these have like the same you know how like um not to be too serious off the bat but you know how like a lot of these companies if there's like uh if you want to or like in the military you can uh you can report a sexual assault anonymously um, I wonder if they have like uh, well, they made me work 18 hours a day and didn't feed me anonymous lines that they no, can. Well, in the military, even if you report it anonymously, like um, you remember that one girl who I know I mispronounced An- it. Yes, it's okay. Uh, um, <laughs> that one girl who reported it, but then like she ended up missing in the army. Wow. Yeah, she ended up missing, and my friend who was work um uh, employed by the army, like she was like freaking out because like this girl told her mom she reported it also, and then like the higher ups of above her like so her commander and her lieutenant basically they're complaining to her and then magically she disappeared for like two weeks Yikes. now it's almost a year wow yeah okay well i don't think that sag is making people disappear yeah but, um watch them actually do it like there's a secret underground where she's like like all of the you know you um, all your complaint yeah. they got a baseball bat they're doing this so it says uh but it got it says however an anonymous background extra told the daily beast i understand that i'm doing background work i'm not the most important person here i know where i am on the totem pole ironically though i believe if you were on the totem pole you'd be at the uh you'd actually be at the top because the elders go at the bottom it's actually reversed in real life that's cool um, that's how society should yes. be but it got to a point where i was like i'm still a person i'm still human please let me go to the restroom D- don't tell me i can't go for 30 minutes or tell me i can't snack when you're not going to feed me and it's 4 a.m it's just it just very much felt like we didn't exist as people well technically you don't exist as people because you're a cog in a machine uh in this context i i'm not saying that to be rude i'm saying that's literally how these businesses run you know you're you're they're not thinking of you as people your warm bodies needed to make a scene happen 
Um, so it says, sources add the extras dressed in skimpy clothes were told to wait outside night, at night in freezing temperatures with only two space heaters to keep them warm. Dane looks very worried right now. <laughs> uh, uh, other accusations in the piece included proposed, supposed grievances around Levinson not having a proper shot list when arriving on set and instead performing, preferring to shoot scenes off the cuff. That would be annoying. Fun. That would be very annoying. Very professional. The, uh, well, Levinson's a great... Uh, that's crazy because like he's he's a Hollywood like mainstay. He's been around for a long time. So it says uh, uh, sources allege that Levinson had a falling out with actress Barbie Fiera, uh, Ferreira Ferreira uh, who plays Cat Hernandez, resulting in the young star walking off set. The article notes that actors for the show, including Jacob Elordi and Maude Apatow, had previously acknowledged that season two was tough to film and shooting often with shooting often taking place at night. That's a pro. Like that's very difficult if you're on a show that takes place mostly at night uh you become you have to become nocturnal in a way to readjust your sleep schedule it says we'd shoot for so long and it takes so many hours and you know it's worthwhile when you're doing it but a 16 hour day is a 16 hour day uh it was previously revealed that levinson rewrote almost the entire script of the eight episode second season after it was delayed due to the covid19 pandemic the majority of the original planned season was scrapped and diet told that and okay i'm gonna go farther down here to the middle of this article um the Daily Beast attack also comes after another Euphoria background actor opened up about the miserable experience she had on set last month, claiming that several extras refused to return after working working sixteen hours day sixteen hour days, which left them numb. I don't know if that means is that like editorialized, like I feel numb inside, I don't know what or means. like their thumbs no longer work because their thumbs are numb. Uh, so, to me, this just looks like a typical Hollywood set. They're long days, a lot of hurry up and wait. Uh, the not feeding them part is is bad. Uh, I don't know how, you, but you know, like we can't confirm if any of this is true or not, right? So it says, uh, okay, so here it says uh, the actress decided not to return to the show after she were was forced to work sixteen hour days without warning and was fed ice cold food and had to film scenes in a dusty room. I don't know what it, like that part feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like complaining to me. Uh, oh my co- god, ice cold food. The the room was. Did you eat a sandwich? Di- oh god. <laughs> the room was dusty. Um, in the in the TikTok, which has been viewed eighty nine thousand times, Rennell, uh pointed out that if you look closely at episode seven of season two, uh, entitled "The Theater," it's uh, it's double. You'll notice that the, many of the background actors are different throughout the particular scene, so they keep having to changing them out. Uh, and then there's also one more part down here that I thought was uh, very worth mentioning. It says. Uh, down here, we're going to go past the the lookalike actor. Uh, okay, so they talk about. Did, were you on the episode where we covered about how Dare complained about them, drug abuse, yeah. resistance, education? I don't I, know. I don't know if that was one of your episodes. I think. I don't think. Oh, so. okay. Never mind. Uh, so, so they're saying that they're glorifying drug use and, and stuff on the show, which is clearly, um, you know, the, whatever you think of that. Dare is like one of the most ineffective programs in human history. So, <laughs> as somebody in recovery, I, I say that Dare doesn't have much room to talk. Uh, it says earlier. This is the other part. It says Sydney Sweeney, who plays Cassie, revealed that she requested some nude scenes be cut from filming. There are moments when my character, Cassie, was supposed to be shirtless, and I would tell Sam, I don't really think that's necessary here, she told The Independent. He's like, okay, we don't need it. The gripe emerged as many viewers also slammed this season for the large amount of unnecessary nude scenes. I want to know what that, what categorizes imagine, unnecessary nude, like... That was what I was... Imagine how much nude seats they must have for, like, an American audience to say that... Like, no, America is more conservative than you think, in, or pure... I shouldn't say conservative, puritanical in their... Uh, 
for HBO content? Even for, yeah. well, I'm not, no, I'm not saying the, the network is. I'm saying that people these days, for as much as Americans want to pretend like they're uh, open-minded, uh, you know, we talked about the feminists are puritanical because they don't want men to seek things that they like because the, cause men bad. And then these things, it's just like, okay, this director has a vision, right? He's making his show. Who are you to tell him what is and what isn't unnecessary? You can make a suggestion, but... It, his interpretation of his own material is likely going to be vastly different than what you're looking at. This but, show just sounds like way edgier Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine, you remember the actor that we talked about last time, the ball-headed guy, a little bit overweight, and he said, I need my character to have more nude scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that mean, was a little bit different. Those, yeah, I know, but imagine him saying, like, no more nude scenes. Yep. And, like, everybody's like, thank God. Yep. So I, I just I thought it was funny that they're supposed to tell him the guy who created it and mm-hmm. wrote the content what is unnecessary and what isn't. His job is to tell you what is necessary and what isn't. I mean, you can have an opinion. Yeah, like she she's the character. Yeah, you know? but it's his vision. He knows where the story's going from here. Mm-hmm. He knows what he wants that character to be. She's an avatar for his vision. That is true. So. A, I believe the 18 hour workdays, 100%. Absolutely. Because the way these things work, they rent out spaces Mm -hmm. for a set amount of time. They shoot whatever shots they have to do in that time. And they try to get the most possible because they don't want to like re rent it. And Mm -hmm. so they they get a bunch of B roll and like they have them say every single word in every single tone. Like, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Like, so that's pretty normal. The food, I also believe, being bad, because I feel like whenever like it's one of these like really high end productions, the the people behind the scenes they have this like thinking that, well, it is a super like five star HBO mm-hmm. show, so they should be honored yeah. to work here. You're yeah, the, in skating that used to be a thing where like people um you you couldn't ask for money to from your sponsors because you should just be honored just to skate for this company just to get free products from oh, them. Oh, how cute. Yeah, I know, right? How cute of them. The, though a lot of the times the company had it in the right. Like, were these people good enough to actually sell materials? That's up for debate. But it was always funny how it was always supposed to be. It's your, it's an honor. So I believe the hours, Um, I believe the food. Because, like, honestly, so I've worked in a bunch of, like, productions as a PA. Mm-hmm. And, like, usually what people bring is, like, pastries and, and sandwiches and whatnot mm. because they do sit there for a long yeah. time. So the everyone in every production across history has eaten cold food yep. in, in a dusty room. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of these things. So that's where I'm like, okay, bro. Yeah. But, um... I definitely believe it being toxic. I definitely believe it. Uh, like I just hate the term toxic. It was a difficult work environment. It was a it was a rough couple a, a rough couple of weeks on set. Is it r- any worse than any other job? Maybe maybe the the long hours that you know you. I mean those shoots are always twelve hours. They're very, they're never less than twelve. Yeah. Hours, so right? like if you don't like this, this isn't your industry. But like, it also 100%. says that they were paid. Uh, it says, it says, she, okay, I'm going to go this part up here. It says, Rennell spoke further about her time on the show, writing that she was miserable, but not ungrateful for the experience. I did my job, got my check and didn't come back. That's all you can ask for. See, but like, notice the, fr- uh, the framing, like I was grateful, but miserable because like, that is the psychology for these people. Not like, you should ungrateful. Be gra- right. not, well, I think she's, she's not. So she's grateful. If she's not ungrateful, she's grateful. 
I think what they're she's saying like uh, it was like maybe this is like now she has uh, a set to compare others to in the future. Like, hey, at least it was it wasn't as bad as that time I was on Euphoria and I had to work eighteen hours a day and eat cold food. So she's taking the more uh, glass half full uh, point of view here. That or she just wants to make sure she can keep working and doesn't want to. <laughs> cast it, yourself I, out i believe in the latter so it says it says when one fan asked her why so many of the extras uh didn't she says i did my job got my check and i didn't come back when one fan asked why so many extras didn't return to the set she added it's mostly the weather and boredom 16 hour long work days that's what she signed up for as an extra is literally boredom you for know? real you are a person in the background yep it, but and here's the the part i want to say she also explained that they did pay her for the extra hours that she worked but claim that they didn't warn her beforehand about the immense amount of hours. Mm -hmm. But I've heard that you're not always sure. Like you get a general idea of how long the, sh the set, the shoot will be, but that's never set in stone. It seems to me super weird that like a really high profile director would not have a shot list. I know. Right. Uh, because like all they think about is like the budget, the time yeah. constraints and all that, all those things. So, yeah. To imagine that a guy is like Lucy Goosey for 18 hours, I doubt it. Yeah. So, I mean, l likely the first season was so popular that he was given more leeway in yeah, season but... two. So, who knows? But mm -hmm. I just thought that was very interesting because to me, uh, I have the same idea of like when I, w the sets that I've worked on, like P, you know, uh, for smaller productions, like usually even uh, like just doing work for like, I used to work doing um, like shot videos for like uh, when, Articat would have new vehicles coming out. We did like uh, uh, safety videos for them, right? Uh, and you'd have to have uh, a set amount on an open track and you have a two days to film there and you have certain stuff that has to be done at certain times a day and certain shots that have to be gotten done at certain times a day because of light mm -hmm. outside because you're shooting in natural light and it's not all controlled by studio lights. And that was all in a binder uh, time when you need to be here, here, and here. And that was for a much lower uh, and production I'm sure than uh -huh. something like this. So I thought I just thought the thing was really interesting But I I always kind of go back and forth where I, on one hand I want to be like quit whining I know that I, I don't mean to sound it. I'm like that like I feel I, exactly like you by the yeah, way like one hand I'm like stop whining and the other hand is like well, they could I be, get it. They could yeah, be nicer. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I I uh, so it's like I kind of struggle internally between like what, what do I want to <laughs> to say here because I feel for both of them yeah, but let me tell you guys before I was the, I don't know, like co-host extraordinaire. Dane Font has gotten coffee for a lot of people. Like who? Can you tell me? Can oh, not me? famous people, but people. Mm -hmm. I've got, like I've got a lot of, oh my God, for everyone. Yeah. The executives, the executives, secretaries, the secretary, secretary. Like I've gotten coffee for everyone. When we get done with this, I'm going to have you get me a coffee. No, you don't again. even drink coffee. I know. What do you mean? I'm like, Dane, go get me an energy no, drink. I'm just going to have PTSD. Like, <laughs> he, like he starts walking forward. Like <laughs> like when I when I go to Target, I worked at Target for five years. And if I'm walking down the store and I hear backup cashiers to the front lanes, I go, mm, and I turn around and start walking. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, wait, I don't work here anymore. <laughs> so... Miracle, would you work 18-hour days on a set? Is that something you'd want to do? It depends. Um, how desperate do I need the money? <laughs> the, uh, I don't know if they're making great money. You're, you're probably making better money here than you were making. Exactly. Uh, so how desperate do I need the money? And how desperate do I want to be on scene for like one... Um, on. It's between, that and, and it's between that and you have to the other options you have to start in OnlyFans and you only get to pick one. I feel like PAs get paid like, what, 200, 300 bucks a month? Maybe a week. It, a week. It I, depends. Like I think Indeed.com will tell you. Like there's some people that are looking for PAs right now. 
I think she's thinking of like physician's assistant. No, yeah. no, no. Like what you guys are talking about. Like Pro- sometimes, assistant? yeah. I think you're, you like scrape the bottom. I think PA <laughs> is the one was like, okay, so you have to put on your resume. <laughs> and it's an honor to work for the studio. Think of the exposure. Oh, like they, the they love comments. The, yeah. the like it's you know the people who want you to make stuff oh, for them for exposure. free when when they want it's it's great exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you make this video for me for free? It's great exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna pay my student loans with two hundred dollars cash and, and one hundred fifty in exposure. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I just got a really a lot of exposure. And I think it'd be good for you. It's like per, it's like the same thing as like doing things on Twitter for likes. Like likes do not equate to money right. or revenue in oh, any way, shape, well, or form. Well, one day it might. No, it will not. It will not. Twitter will burn this, beforehand. At this rate, maybe. I suppose Twitter Blue is a mm-hmm. thing, right? Like yeah. you can, but that's a, but I'm now that I'm, I mean something completely different, and I'm not going to justify that with an answer. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just you kind of signed up for it. What do you think you were going to get? Because yeah. you're extra. Nobody cares what your face is. Yeah. Well, you think, and I, you, think you were going to get drunk with Zendaya all day? Like, yeah, that'd be fucking. That would be awesome. I'd sign up for that. Where's the tra- Where's the Zendaya trailer? They all think they're gonna go hang out there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm You'll down. never see her. Nope. 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 She's the that. only time you get to see her is when you're in the scene with her. Exactly. If that. Mm-hmm. She gets like somebody to like bring like a like a a privacy curtain to follow her around mm-hmm. so nobody can look at it. Yeah, I don't think they mix her with the pores. <laughs> exactly. Like, the plebs don't get to see don't get to see her. Like they <laughs> kind of remind me of the people who move to LA because they think they're gonna be an actor right away. But they end up working as a waiter waiter <laughs> waiter. A waiter. She, she went the opposite of baby talk that one that time. She went full blown A waiter? A waiter. Sorry. Annunciate? <laughs> Sorry, a waiter or a server or maybe a bartender at a restaurant. Cheesecake factory much? You can make good money. as a, <laughs> If you just commit to bartending, you can make good money. You can. Like, you can be a mixologist and get more money than an actual bartender if you go to the schooling. But a lot of these people, like, they move from different states to move to L.A. That's why L.A. is heavily populated because people believe that they're going to be actors, but then you end up... If you do land a role, it's most likely going to be an extra, but you're not going to get a lot of things that you expected. It's not like this big dream where California advertised, like, the land of dreamers. Anything can come true. No, it's not. You're going to live on your car. Yep, and Disneyland is also a lie, too. Just well, saying. Miracle also kicks puppies and hates <laughs> rainbows and happiness. So I don't kick puppies. She does not kick puppies. Mm-hmm. I was just kidding. But she hates puppies. She hates smiles I and sunshine. I don't She's she's just basically she's just kind of negative. I don't hate. I'm glad we got that out. (laughs) (laughs) I know, like after the cameras turn it off, like I'm just really mean. She is. We're like, okay, great job, Miracle. I hate you all. Uh." And then then we cry, and she and she walks away and says, "I'm gonna bathe in your tears later." (laughs) Yeah, essentially, more or less. Uh, That's gross. All right, we're moving on. That's extra salt. That is, oh god! Uh, all right, so this is a this is a really funny article from uh, Movie Web. Warner Brother head shares DCEU vision, says future films will prioritize quality. There's a lot to unpack. Um, here. This is one of those things where it's like uh, th- there's a there's a, a, a famous skating movie as opposed to what Warner Brothers. Yes, uh, there's a famous skating movie from uh, a rollerblading movie called Brink that was on. Disney oh my god! Night. And there's a part where his uh, his sister goes, "Hey, skate better." He goes, "Skate better." Why didn't I think of that? So I imagine they're at like some, I'm picturing they're you know it's all the executives, the rich executives are over at the Warner Brothers studio, and they're like. 
<clears throat> I get a wild idea, Bob. He goes, what is it, Bill? And Bill mm -hmm. goes, he goes, Bob goes, all right, just stay with me here. Got it. Stay with me. Okay, this is going to sound crazy, but we're going to prioritize quality first. And the whole studio is... <laughs> And, the, and it just blows everyone's mind. But what of the Latinxes, Bill? No, they're saying like, but what if we build an extended universe with a bunch of mediocre movies that, or below average movies? And he goes, I think we should try something different and try to make things, ready? Good. Get out of town. Get, exactly. And everybody, and then they snorted a bunch of cocaine uh, and, and approved uh, a thousand projects completely um, undermining what they just said. That's that's literally yep. what this feels like. So it says, Warner Brothers chairman Toby Emmerich. Damn it, I wish I had looked at the name. I forgot about the name ahead. I had to call them Toby and not Bill and Bob. Um, Toby Emmerich says the studio will employ a quality <laughs> first filmmaker, filmmaker driven approach for future DC movies. Okay. As much as I'm crapping on what he said here, the filmmaker first, the filmmaker driven approach, I agree with because one of the things Marvel does is they hire relatively unknown directors who have done like one uh, good indie movie. Sorry, my nose is stuck. You can, you can like, you don't have to like blow your nose no, into no. the microphone. <laughs> no, this is me trying to um, exhale. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize. Miracle AS ASMR. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> See, she could do that rather than be an extra in a movie. And that's true. Or this one person who posts in the vlogs every time in the comments, uh, me trying on leggings channel. Uh, I want you to give me a link to that Thanks so I sharing. can. I want you to yeah. give me a link to that so I can know not to click on it. Um, <laughs> uh, Block list. So yeah, he's like, what's that called? Like the uh, yeah, like you have your whitelist websites. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So back. Okay. So yeah. Marvel does this thing where they hire uh, like the relatively unknown directors or one. They've got one good movie under well, the belt. Wonders. Yeah. Not no not even, like they're recently like so it's not like they haven't proven that they can't make more good ones but they snap them up right away and then hire them to do a Marvel movie because they know that that director does not yet have the clout to have a lot of say in how the movie comes out because they haven't earned that yet through a reputation in the industry. Uh, the one of the rare things they're doing right now is uh, Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange movie is being done by Sam Raimi. It's weird that a director of his caliber is doing a Marvel movie now. Didn't he do Spider-Man? He did the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Evil Dead, all that stuff. So, Dawn of the Dead. So, what's funny about this is, is they're saying filmmaker-driven approach, which means theoretically you get a bunch of really good movies made by really good directors and the movies do not have to be connected to one another. I'm, I'm sick of it. To be honest, I do not need every character in every movie to be connected to one another. They're already announcing all these projects that are going to be coming out of the Batman. And what's odd about that is like out of everything that actually does kind of make sense as like its own universe, the Bat family kind of seems like that would work, but they don't need to. They, they, they don't need to just make good independent projects and you can come back to it later if need be. But the problem is they try to do the interconnected universe first and put the quality of the movie second. That's what they did with Justice League and that's mm -hmm. what ruined it. Even I admit that that is a bad movie, even though I, I don't necessarily agree with your haterade uh, drinking of Ben Affleck as Batman. Hey, man. So it says, after the resounding success of the Batman, fans should expect more DC movies to be along the same lines. Stand alone and boasting a unique vision. Warner Brothers P Pictures chairman Toby Emmerich recently shared his vision of the DC Extended Universe and said that moving forward, the studio will prioritize quali quality over everything else. Talking to Deadline, Emmerich said, the secret of the movie business is quality. It's the best business strategy for both theatrical motion pictures and superhero movies. The movies don't have to be all the same tone or interlock 
with other DC movies or have an Easter egg that sets up another film. Mm. Quality is the most important factor for a studio, and the biggest thing you can do to influence quality is the filmmaker you hire. Where was this five years ago? They're just confessing that they've been like Failing. basically like formulaically sleeping at the wheel, trying for years. to be Marvel. Yeah, uh, and the, the funny thing about this is, is uh, the the reason now I know you didn't like Batman versus Superman, but I found the extended edition. Nor did anyone else, Brett. But like, <laughs> go on. The extended edition <laughs> was. I mean, you're wrong. Got him. You're you're wrong. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're wrong. But that's fine. Him. That's fine. Uh, the 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 theatrical version is unwatchable because so much of it was cut out. But that's because the studio kept interfering and taking out stuff that needed to be there. Now, did the movie need to be as long as it would have been? It would have been about two hours and 45 minutes had they left, or two hours and 50 minutes had they left it in there. I say it did, if they, that it needed it. And the Batman is almost three hours long. They left it in there, and they're reaping the rewards for that right now. So had they done that with, the, with Batman vs. Superman, released the far superior director's cut, they would have got, they would have lost, they would have met, they wouldn't have lost as much goodwill. There would have still been people like you who are wrong and didn't <laughs> like it. But that's fine. You know, people are wrong every day. I I'm kidding, guys. It's, it's clearly a subjective thing. But I'm just saying that they would have, like, more people would have, would have enjoyed it because it would have made more actual sense uh, as far as the narrative of the film. Uh, but the problem with that isn't just necessarily that the movie was bad. It's that it was made worse by studio tinkering with, with, the, with the formula that they were trying to make. So if what they're learning now is that you need to be less and less... Uh, heavy-handed less heavy-handed with uh with stifling your your director's creative instincts then i support that 110 percent. i just can't believe it would take them till the real, year of like, 2022 to get to that it took you a decade and like of yep. bad sales to be like hey this isn't working yep and, and it took them <laughs> like, and, the, and that's even and, and then we get into we're not even just talking about that then we get into justice league which is objectively a thousand times worse like we can argue about batman versus superman all day that's fine there's a lot of that is subjective has to do with tone your connection to the source material whether you like that director in the first place right it's also the expectation set by the last movie yes and know? and that's the other thing they, they lost uh, a lot of goodwill because a lot of people didn't like his take on super Superman in uh in Man of Steel uh because they felt like it wasn't Superman and, and that he didn't act like it but the thing is really that did not mean that they needed to get involved and ruin the they, they didn't trust him to complete his vision and I think that had they let him be let him make the movies he wanted to make maybe it doesn't do Marvel numbers but it does a hell of a lot better than it did the way it was what was the complaint about Superman that he didn't act like Superman and because he snapped Zod's neck Oh yes, um, that Superman wouldn't have done that, and it's mopey and very he. It's very clear from that movie that what Zack Snyder wanted to do was Batman, not Superman. Superman's super mopey. Uh, Superman's the mopiest they of want, them all. But they want him to be. He's basically a Girl Scout with the body of Hulk. Like he's such a crybaby. <laughs> I love that. But they want him to be the the old school Christopher Reeves uh, beacon of hope Superman. Yeah, that's, that's what, um. I mean, that'd be nice over like. Uh, there's this little rock that makes me weak all the time and mm -hmm. I miss my mom. Like that's super, that is very sad. That is very sad. Um, so, so arguably uh, as bad as people thought those movies were, they would have been less hated if the studio hadn't gotten involved in the editing process and cutting stuff out, uh, just so that they could have more screen time. So, uh, then I, in my biggest problem is, is that what DC was doing was clearly going to never work. Meaning that they were trying to make a justice league movie before they had established all their career, all their heroes, 
with individual stories, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to do it right, why bother doing it? And there's like this article that I found that's just, it lists a bunch of uh, like what the problems are with trying to create an interconnected universe. Man, if you're a movie director that's by some like stroke of like magic is listening to this, get a director and writers that enjoy the source material and get a testing group that enjoys Mm -hmm. the source material. You are welcome. Yep. Well, they, they have a hard time finding. I mean, most directors these days, they see these projects because these uh, back in the day, you wouldn't have signed up to make a comic book movie unless you actually liked the source material because they weren't considered good. They were considered yeah. uh, right. B-list entertainment. Now, because it is the top of the, the food chain as far as this industry, you don't get people that want to see the source material. You get people that just want to build their brand and their name off the backs of these characters. Uh, and directors like Matt Reeves, who clearly uh, took a lot of inspiration from The Long Halloween, who clearly took a lot of inspiration from old comics and talks a lot about the source material, even if he didn't understand. Now, I have no idea if he was connected to it beforehand. He was respectful enough of the material to read up on it once he got hired. They're just I, ruining their reputations by doing that. So like they think they're, they're going to go up, but like you're going to be the guy that ruins someone's childhood. Yeah. So congrats. Yep, they they have no uh, they have no appreciation for the source material. So, but like I said, you need to have you need to let the director work. You cannot yeah. keep interrupting and trying to build something uh, that's clearly corporate and clearly uh, astroturfed when the director's trying to create an artistic vision. It's already hard enough to do that in a commercially driven industry. Trying to create art in a commercial space is already very difficult. Especially today where everyone's like, so what's it called? Like nihilistic about everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm, pr- I'm like that. I'm very pessimistic about most of this stuff. And I, it's when, when a new project gets announced, very rarely is my, like, we're going to cover something tomorrow about this new Mel Gibson movie come out, coming out called agent game, which I got really excited about reading. Uh, and that doesn't happen very often anymore. For me, like remakes of like things that I truly love, like nothing scares me more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Age, the the thing that I'm excited about is not so is not based off source material. So yeah, that, it's just something I can get excited about reading the synopsis, not something where I'm like, oh look, they're going to ruin this part of my right, childhood. Exactly. Oh look, they're going to ruin that part of my childhood. So it's just funny that in the year 2022, a big revelation for Warner Brothers was, hey, we're going to focus on quality, mm-hmm. and I, not quantity. Every day on Pop Culture Crisis, I am baffled by people's public relations team. Every day. Every day. Like, imagine being like Warner Brothers, like a super legacy historic company. And on 2022, being like, hey, guys, you know what? Let's focus on quality. <laughs> you know? It's literally like, the whole studio is just like. They're, so you're implying that you haven't been? Yeah. Well, they, they well, I mean, the idea is that like he kind of threw shade at Marvel in that thing. And he was like, "We're going to focus on quality and not quantity." Yeah, but they're like, "Yeah, we're, we're going to stop copying Marvel to the yeah. T, and we're going to mm-hmm. do our own thing." You should have been doing that, bro. From the that's beginning. not a brag, no, it's not. <laughs> you know. Mar- would, would, does this interest you at all? I mean, you're not really a huge fan of these movies, but mm-hmm. does it interest you at all to hear them wanting to do more things related to quality rather than quantity? I thought they were going to do that a long time ago because that's what they claimed, but whatever. They've never claimed that before. As far as I know, they've never claimed that before. Not this outright. No. Yeah. I don't know. For me, maybe start doing it. Don't announce it. Yeah. That's that's right. the other thing. Warner Show, Brothers, don't tell. Warner Brothers has a problem of always like they get some good press and then they go nuts announcing. Like I said, we're going to be covering tomorrow. There's uh, I know everyone's getting sick of Batman news, but they're just 
the news keeps coming out. Mm -hmm. So on top of the Penguin show that was announced, then they announced uh, GCPD, which is a fairly interesting concept if Gotham hadn't already happened a couple of years ago, the show Gotham. Uh, now they're turning that into like an Arkham, uh, like an Arkham TV show. Yeah. Based on uh, Arkham Asylum. That, that sounds hot. That, doesn't yeah. that sound actually interesting? Yeah. Like, yeah. But the hot. problem is, now they're doing the thing again where they're announcing everything. Just get it into production. Give me some casting. Show me some contracts that are signed so I actually know this is going to be a thing and that you're not just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Exactly. That's what I like about the Batman trailer where mm -hmm. it was original. Like, no one was expecting it. Yep. Especially mm -hmm. this guy to be Batman. And yep. then it's badass and film noir. And they're like, oh, look at this. Mm -hmm. yep. Did okay. you get to watch it yet? He hasn't no, seen it. I yet. haven't. Oh my God. We should watch it again, Brett. I honestly would be down to, really? go, to go see it again. Mm -hmm. I would. Oh, yeah. let me tell my girlfriend that. Uh, like, <laughs> it would be cool to go and actually get like a. You have to have a seat where she's placed right next to him. No, not next to Brett. <laughs> Brett needs to be in the other corner. We, we, we need to get seats next to the door this time so that way if I have to go to the damn bathroom again, I don't have to walk past like 15 people. Yeah. I want point. you to watch it from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. Thanks, man. Oh my that. god, that'd be cool. But you have to complain to Brian because Brian's the one that helps us buy the tickets. Well, I, I mean, I that's that's not his fault. Mm -hmm. that, I just didn't even think about it. But we were like, we were like, we went to this movie, and I went to the bathroom, and I'm like, it's like another hour in. I'm like, fuck. And I had to go again. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not walking past it. It's a long one, right? Mm -hmm. So we wanted to watch it. That uh, we were gonna watch the eleven, and I'm like, hey, honey, let's go. What time? Eleven. 11. Oh my god, you'd have gotten out of there at like one in the morning. <laughs> Those poor workers. And then I told her. By the way, the movie's like two and a half, three hours long. Yeah. She's like, let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> two hours and 55 minutes. Well, no, and then yesterday uh, at nine, hey, okay, let's go to movies. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. It's a I long. Mean, I was like, yeah, sure. Honestly. Well, there's like a, um, a cheap pack. So basically you go to the movie theaters where they're about to close. They give you more popcorn than anything so, oh yeah so i love being alone in a movie theater mm -hmm. Nothing better. they give you more popcorn because it's like the end of the night and they're like we don't want to throw it away do you just want the whole thing so they'll Hell give yeah. you like a whole trash bag full of popcorn so you have to go to work the next day bloated and sick but you get more yeah america <laughs> exactly america i would put america that, uh he yeah she doesn't i don't know if she knows the song you're singing right now F, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, so uh thank you, Warner Brothers, for recognizing yeah, the obvious. We uh we know that you're a little bit slow, but yeah. that's fine. Looking forward to the quality. Yes. Um, <laughs> that smile. My hope is that, you know, by uh by by the next movie you'll be able to focus on yeah. like quality like again rather than just quality the first time and maybe the next time you'll actually make a lot more money as well yeah I, like like i said the batman made cost 200 million dollars to make another 100 million to market so 300 million dollars they got some they're gonna it's gonna be a while before they're profitable mm -hmm. yikes hopefully i mean hopefully in the next couple of weeks but that's a lot that's a lot of money that went yeah. into to getting that movie made or so. just imagine that warner brothers gets the rights to for um all the street fighter movies oh yeah okay Miracle and makes then, a good point. Miracle makes and then a good make point. like a Street Fighter movie, like how they did with Mortal Kombat. Miracle, don't put that on me. Okay, we're gonna. We're what just... about Tekken? Oh, even less. We uh, love Tekken too. All right. What about um? No Miracle King of Fighters. That would. They should. I mean, I don't care about Cap King of Fighters. Oh, okay, we're going to the next topic. We're going to we're going to talk about Capcom oh. Riles FGC with intense Street Fighter Five legal event guidelines. Oh my Dane God, was dude. particularly um, <laughs> um, fiery about this topic, so why don't you tell everyone about this? Woof. Okay, everyone, <laughs> sit down. Settle in, Uncle Dane's Uncle Dane. gonna give you a story. 
So Capcom is the company that creates Street Fighter, mm-hmm. right? Let me tell you a little story about Street Fighter. So Street Fighter 2, not like global phenomenon, everyone's playing it in the arcades. I'm sure all of you have played mm-hmm. it as I well. Have. Very popular. Street Fighter 3, absolutely eight palaces. <laughs> Oh. PG thirteen over here. That's adorable. And so because they what didn't have any Phallusai. Phallusix. It absolutely ate shit. No one no one played it. I mean, some people played it. It's actually a great game. But in terms of marketing, it didn't have the old characters people like like Sagat, Blanca, blah blah blah. Pretty much a commercial failure. Mm-hmm. Then comes Street Fighter Four. Great game. Revives the genre. Everyone's playing it. And from that comes a lot of infrastructure from the esports world that's all grassroots. People who enjoy this game simply filming their friends playing tournaments all across the world. And that is the fighting game community. That's what FGC means. Okay. Now, here we are in the year 2022. After the fans revive the game for you because your marketing team is absolutely trash absolute and i know who runs it okay he's looking at absolutely you. trash okay <laughs> it's i don't want to get into it and so then really the purpose of this show is to get into it it's okay uh, i mean not i don't want to get personal okay All right. but then capcom announces its new licensing rules that it's going to have mm-hmm. for the game let me show you some of the abstracts. Okay. From now on, all tournament organizers, no matter what kind of following they have, aka if it's 10 people or a thousand, you must get a community license or what? esports license from Capcom to use Street Fighter Five in your game. So it's literally like regulation. So literally after our tournaments revived your company. Now we can't do tournaments without getting giving you a cut. Mm-hmm. Part one. Part also, two. Also, that, that license costs money. Yeah. yeah. How, how, you know much? how much? No idea. I'll search it up. Any amount is too much. Right. <laughs> Total event prize pools and sports sponsorships must be reported oh and must under certain thresholds that are determined by a, whether it's a community event or a sport esports event so one is like a small like i'm assuming community means like it's a smaller tournament and esports event event is like and a they define bigger. it for you ne- and i'm sure it's nebulous as to like what uh, i bet yeah tournament organizers cannot charge a spectator fee which is what they live off of and merchandise based on street fighter assets is not allowed to be sold at the event I mean, the, the Street Fighter assets thing I kind of get, not allowing them to charge a spectator fee is bullshit. Wild. Because, like, they pay the rent for the event. They're not only having, um, like, video game tournaments. They're having sometimes cosplay and things like that. Wild. TOs, tournament organizers, can use assets from Catcom to advertise their events as long as they fall within a new style of guide. Actually, I, that's pretty standard. But, Sure. And events cannot be broadcast via cable or over the air TV. Capcom reserves the rights to stream pictures and videos from any event. I mean, the the cable and TV one I kind of get 
but mm-hmm. the, the stream, I'm sure that it means Twitch too. The stream is bull. I'm sure that means yeah. Twitch too. Yeah. So <laughs> I I am I'm honestly just really baffled by the fact that they're saying they can't charge a spectator fee. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the licensing is the worst part. Yeah. Like if, okay, here's an idea. Like early like, and as they sorry, if I, I just want to like go a little bit deeper. And then essentially after they release these rules after the world championships and they're like, guys, we, we got to announce an exciting new direction for Capcom and fighting games. Yeah. And then they release the rules and they have like their British people be like, oh, hello. we're British. Ask us any questions that you like because you like our, our accents. And don't worry, nothing bad's going on. Don't tell us. It's all good, mate. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Mate, you like you your company's like blood source was us. Now you're killing us off after like whatever your Excel sheet went green for the first time in your goddamn life. Listen, this is gonna fail. The company's gonna fail. The tournaments are no longer gonna be popular. You're gonna have to buy viewer butts like you've been doing, and we all know. Because no one gives up F about Street Fighter Five because it's a garbage game because you're a garbage company. So enjoy what you reap. Oh, okay. Enjoy it. Yeah. Also, they're not listing what how much it costs. I only have how much you can get for an event prize, which is 10k. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure it's like an arm and a leg. The first yeah. two bullet points are of the utmost importance. As at the center of criticisms for the FGC community for community events, a single event cannot exceed two thousand dollars in prize pools or five thousand dollars in sponsorships. Moreover, regular and recurring events cannot exceed ten thousand dollars in prize pools or twenty thousand dollars in sponsorships in a year. Otherwise they need to apply to Capcom for a special esports license which falls under a different level of scrutiny both major events like Combo Breaker and recurring events like uh, DreamHack is that right DreamHack are likely at risk here as well as uh, TO's running weekly events this strange and sudden legal demand from Capcom has many players nervous about how operating events with Street Fighter 5 will go it's especially valid given that Street Fighter is far from the only big dog in the competitive fighting game circuit so are they worried that if this ends up uh taking off that other games are going to do this as well Mm -hmm. Uh, because street fighter revived the fighting game community yeah the fighting community is the most niche video game community i think of all Mm -hmm. because the games are really hard yeah the community is not particularly nice Mm -hmm. let me tell you yeah if you're yeah if you're doing something that literally involves trash talk yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. not particularly nice let me tell you and not particularly welcoming either Mm -hmm. like they're essentially like the Dark Souls community in fighting games, they're they are all about get good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I lost 300 games in a row. Lol, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Die again. Wait, have you read the um, the official Capcom Pro Tour.com community um, license slash America? I don't believe a single word mm-hmm. they well, say. So right here, it says Street Fighter V community license agreement for Americas, North America, Central America, and South America. Last updated in February 2nd, 2022. And basically, it just has like a full detail of background and the license. So under license, it says A, license grant subject to condition upon your compliance and with the terms and conditions containing in here so basically super lawyer speak yeah so basically they're like telling you yeah and then qualification criteria so they're telling you 
A, in order to qualify as an event, your community tournament event must meet the following criteria. One, your event involves gameplay of the game by participants. Two, prize pool for the event must be set and clearly disclosed in advance of the event. In the event, in the event, I don't, in the event rules, I don't know why they stuttered twice for that. And they said you can see this in section three below and must be under 2k us dollars yeah, per event said, so yeah. let me, i know but like imagine that like let and, me tell you why that's terrible mm -hmm. there's a thing called macherino mm -hmm. and macherino is a company that um it gives additional price pool mm -hmm. to players and all the grassroots tournament use it because people can chip in for free mm -hmm. more money and you can buy products from their site and some of the money goes to the price support. Oh, that's really cool. A lot of people do it because after a good, 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 good match, they're like, oh my God, this event's incredible. I want to support the match like mm -hmm. Will match? Will they be able to match Reno in grassroots tournament? Probably not. Probably not. FGC is the most poverty uh, esports of all. Mm -hmm. These guys are baroque. Yeah. Baroque. Mm -hmm. Poor. And these games are hard. Mm -hmm. So we just they just went from broke to like destitute yeah like this is the most inconsiderate like absolutely blind oh, you to your swear. demographic so they prohibit like swearing screaming or threats screaming <laughs> yeah, so, screaming yeah so they're gonna they're gonna try to modulate your behavior imagine gonna, they want to make it they basically want no cyber or physical bullying oh or good violence. for you Ima imagine a ufc fight where like you couldn't scream, where you had to golf clap. <laughs> oh, good job, GSP. Good job. You, you can't knocked do this guy's head off. Either. I mean, that's probably good. But yeah. <laughs> but it's also going to be vaguely defined, and whatever they consider harassment is whatever they consider mm -hmm. harassment. They're just following Nintendo's footsteps yes. mm -hmm. of like yep. we're gonna make money out of everything, and they just don't get. And Japanese companies are so bad at this. Wait, are you on like, the part where? I'm so sorry, Dave. Yeah, my bad. No, no, you continue. You can't Japanese first. companies are so bad at this, mm -hmm. at, at not and and where American companies are good, they don't recognize if people play your game, and they advertise your game and they say they're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. That's free advertisement. Yep. It is. Um, Most of the money goes to marketing, and you don't have to do it. It's for free. You effing idiot. Are you on the part where they tell you exactly how you're supposed to display your event? They have approved logos for you. That, that's good i mean that's good mm -hmm. they, so like we like i've worked with hella companies they have like a branding guide mm -hmm. for the logo and for like the colors and whatnot that's pretty standard mm -hmm. so if you're going to hold a tournament over like a really professional tournament yeah don't ruin our logo and our colors mm -hmm. that's yeah. fine i'm okay with that yeah so basically you can't um do not morph do not move elements do not change yeah, that effects. makes normal that makes normal normal we yeah that's all normal but right. then like uh we have that at paul culture crisis mm -hmm. yeah. yeah we do yeah so. but I, I don't know like this whole thing where they're telling us like don't cuss or scream like i can't it do seems that antithetical mm -hmm. to the community it like, is so antithetical part, part of how it works like half the fun in the community is like money matches mm -hmm. where people are putting obscene amount of money betting against each other mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the awesome shit talk that happens at the end after you yeah. lose that's what it's one of the things we're going to mm -hmm. talk about later and now we're just going to have golf claps yay hooray 
Way to kill your own company. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it seems like they don't understand the 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 soul of what they've created. It's a bunch of suits, dude. It's like what well, what so happens like always. The the boardroom will never understand the ground level soul of what something like this creates. No, mm. they never will. I don't know. Will you ever enter into a Street Fighter uh, event? If my friends organize it, sure, because my friend mm -hmm. organizes these tournaments in Puerto Rico. He, he was the one that I was told you, like, one yeah. uh, the yeah. last, uh, CEO. Mm -hmm. um, if it's for him, sure, but, like, now I got to talk to him and see uh, how this is going to affect him. Yeah, because, like... That's his job, you yeah. know, to organize these things, and now, like, he has to jump through... Yeah, this is going to make his job a lot more difficult. A lot, yeah. And it's already hard, let me tell mm -hmm. you. I don't know. It, it's kind of stupid because the qualification criteria, that's a lot. That's a, a lot. lot, and then there's a lot of restrictions for That's players what, too. And it's all gonna be Cali boys giving things to their Cali boys, and no one mm. else. Yep. It's just. It's, uh, that's the way of corporate the corporatization of all of these uh, mm -hmm. franchises. Dude, and it's products. terrible. It's so. th this is like the the darkest. By the way, like on this show, I've said that Street Fighter Five Five is the biggest dumpster fire I've ever experienced in my whole lifetime. Yeah, it's probably responsible for like famine across the world. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Okay, well, you know what? Also, and after famine. releasing the worst product mm -hmm. in your history, you're gonna release the most litigious rules you've ever had. Yep. Let's see how that's gonna work for you. Yeah, I don't know. It, I'm it's gonna just, clip the hell out of this. I know it, it's like very saddening. <laughs> to see it's like maddening it's maddening it's like <laughs> makes you very angry yeah because like, it's insulting mm -hmm. so are they allowing people so if they're doing this for just events do you think they're gonna allow people to actually like stream themselves playing i don't know so it, it's one of those things like so yes the mm -hmm. rules it all depends on the enforcement mm -hmm. so we are Watch all at the let's see point of the enforcement. Well, watch Capcom go like, oh, we're just joking. That's not no what happened. Oh. Nope. No way. Nope. All right. I'm going to ruin your guys' day more. Sure. Yeah. Full metal alchemist. Oh, my God. The true famine. <laughs> I'm here to ruin your day even more. Look at Dane's face. It's, it's so a sad. sequel. Uh, a new Full Metal Alchemist live-action trailer reveals two-part sequel. In a surprise announcement, Warner Brothers reveals that... Uh, just uh, Remember, a no, surprise announcement, Warner Brothers, who just now in the year on. 2022 decided on that they're going to focus on, on, on quality, which as we discussed earlier, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, we covered an article earlier where Warner Brothers came to the galaxy brain conclusion that, that the best way to move forward is to focus on movie quality. Oh my God, look at Edward. Uh, so yeah, says, um, you know, um, who's the... Uh, Dear God. Who's the female protagonist with Edward? What's her name again? I don't know. I forgot, but basically the live action one, so the first movie. The hot mechanic girl? Yeah, like they didn't want to make her blonde, the live action, because they said there was too many blondes. So mm. they made her a brunette. Uh, Good for you. As yeah. as, as uh, a straight white male, I, I am here to tell you that there's no such thing as too many blondes. No, because <laughs> Edward's blonde, and they and they said if we have another blonde, like it's too messy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, well, uh, you mean like for design? This this well, show like, is gonna be called Dane Fawn Existential Crisis. Yeah. I'm here for it, baby. Oh my god. I'm here for it. But so, I don't know. Have you watched it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. Full well, metal? Da, 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 da. In 2017, Full Metal Alchemist live-action film is getting a two-part sequel, an adaptation of the wildly popular anime and manga series. The 2017 film was released as a Netflix original outside of Japan and was directed by, what are these names again now, Miracle? Uh, Fumiko? Yes. And then how do you pronounce the last name? Where S-O-R-I? Um, where? 
Where are we? The first paragraph where you start all articles because I just started Story. reading. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so adapting the anime into films, it uh, starred, uh, and then this one it was like Ryo, uh, Ryo. Risuke. Risuke? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to sound it out. You can just say it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. How do you mean to sound like a... Uh, like like a jerk? Uh, SOB right there. Yeah, uh, I was going to call you something much worse, but I'd, <laughs> I'd get canceled. There so. we go. I'll call you that off air. Remind me. Uh, to insult you later. No, I'm leaving. Um, we'll remember. I'll, I'll, ca I'll catch you before you leave with a good insult. Just remind me. Uh, a member of the hit J-pop group, uh, Hey Say, Hey Say, uh, Hey Say Jump, uh, who continued his streak of starring in live-action adaptations after appearing in both the Assassinations Classroom film, the Assassination Classroom films. I love that anime legit it's funny because like the teacher is not even human he's like an alien and the only way you can kill Sign him they got a j-pop guy to be Italy? yeah so hey say jump is a group mm -hmm. okay cool well no you remember the guy who like snaps his finger and he like creates flame yeah the best character roy mustang yeah he's the um j-pop singer oh my he's God. the guy that sings let's make history for yuri on ice Oh my God! <laughs> it says, now it looks like the 2017 film will be getting split sequel treatment as Warner Brothers dropped a new trailer announcing the follow-up will be released in two parts, both in 2022. The tweet outlines that Yamada will be returning for the role of Edward, and that sequels will pick up where the first film left off. Part one, uh, it says, which translate? Oh, the Avenger Scar will be released on May 20th, and part two, uh, the Last Transmutation will be released on June 24th. So those are like right next to each other. You will see man-made horrors beyond your comprehension. And you will be sad. Oh uh, with God. the announcement of that, the sequel will be uh, split into two parts. It's likely the film's producers, Square Enix, are likely are looking to capitalize on the property's immense popularity. Other franchises have used a similar strategy. Harry Potter and the Hunger <coughs> Games, and <coughs> soon to be the 10th Fast and the Furious movie, which will be F10 and F10.5. I'm excited about that, which Miracle's excited about because he's going to have Jason Momoa as the bad guy. Jason Momoa, let's go. Uh, you can Man literally feel her, uh, her ovulating right now. He, <laughs> he really is the Scarlett Johansson of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. I every, love that. Every dude loves Scarlett Johansson. And I, I, I love Scarlett Johansson. As do I, bro. Yes, uh, as do she's I. really pretty. She's she gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. uh, Little yeah. angel. And uh, I love Jason Momoa too. He's pretty in just a different way. Yeah, <laughs> in, 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 in a different way. Together they would bear the Uberman show. They, oh my gosh. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to picture like the guy, like they have a son who would have like comes out with hair like down to his shoulders oh, yeah. and a must and, and like a beard <laughs> and, a like just and, born. A, and a full sleeve tattoo I bet at the bicep like yeah per that. minimum yes and then yes that would be amazing so so neither of you are looking forward to this well, take a I, wild guess okay i want to know what it is that scares you the most mm -hmm. about this so much okay <laughs> i need to know sure um this is a show that is both jovial and very serious. Okay. Mm -hmm. The reason why this is, by the way, I am Dane Fawn is not a weeb. Dane Fawn likes a total of literally three animes. <laughs> literally three. Everything else is trash and was a mistake. This is the one I like the most. The reason why I like Full Metal the most is because I think it has a very complex, mature, and noble plotline. Mm -hmm. Some of the protagonists in the in this show, spoilers to like whoever hasn't seen it, but like go f yourself. Um, they're like generals from the military and their objective is to court-martial themselves for crimes against humanity because they were led astray in a war okay essentially they, they were like lied to about a war and they committed a mass genocide mm -hmm. and their objective is to do like a political coup 
in order to like essentially court martial themselves and like get themselves mm-hmm. arrested for like ever forever doing like a genocide yeah. of that. So it's very noble and like a very complex story and it's pretty beautiful. They're again, if you don't have actors yeah. and directors to respect mm-hmm. the source material, it's gonna be a flop. Yeah. Well, I watched the first movie on Netflix. It wasn't bad, but I'm still upset about the main girl, the mechanic girl. Like, I learned this fun fact after the matter of fact of watching Full Metal Alchemist. Like, they didn't want to make her blonde because Edward was already blonde. They're like, it conflicts. Too many blondes. People are too dumb to know the difference between one blonde and another. One is a woman. I'd love them to do that with any other, like... One is a woman, but also... That's my class. You forgot to explain why, like, there's a blonde guy and like why he has a metal arm sure yeah so basically brett to catch you up to speed that's our main character Mm -hmm. edward we follow him along the story and his brother is also hear me out brett this is super cool his brother lost his body and his soul was transferred into a suit and armor and like basically that's his body now Okay, and so he had his consciousness transferred to him. Yeah, okay, and basically... Cool. And he's the little brother, and mm-hmm. he's in, like, a huge suit. Yeah, and then it's funny because, like, the reason why he was in that suit, because they tried to summon back, like, their mom, right? Yeah, they tried to revive their mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, so, the, the thing about this show is, like, the law of equal exchange. Yeah. So, like, to produce something, you have to, like, give something of equal value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their mother dies, and they're trying to revive, revive her. Mm-hmm. And it goes wrong, and they're dying as the ritual is forming yeah so like edward loses his arm and then his brother legit like lost his whole body and like the soul got captured into the the armor mm-hmm. because essentially like he canceled like mm-hmm. the spell yeah like it's it's really the like, so first I, movie I, shows that i yeah. need to know what it is about them making a sequel that bothers you so much then because they're not going to follow the source material like um the first one they kind of did but then they skipped around a lot well, they have to. I mean, like, because devil's advocate. Uh, like, one of the things that I give, like, if if the people creating it care about the source material, they'll know where to skip and what to skip. But that's not easy. So well, the, they try to do a first season so within the, one. Movie. The whole thing about Full Metal is like there's a prophecy in the show, okay? And there's something that's called the day that was promised, mm-hmm. and that is the day where like the political coup takes place, okay? But like a major catastrophic event is set to take place during that day, the day mm-hmm. that was promised, okay? Yeah. A bunch of like weird and and like magical events happened before that day, and a mm-hmm. bunch of like wars happened. Yeah, and let's say it'll be a lot easier to like do it in a cool way in a cartoon mm-hmm. that it would be. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't life. translate. The same it it way. won't. I don't know. I well, mean, hopefully, but they also had like the seven deadly sins in the first movie, but they only had three of them: gluttony, lust, and wrath. Well, then they saved the other four for yeah movie two or. Two for movie two and two for movie 2.5. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't know. It, it's just like, it's kind of messy. Um, because like they try to convey the part with the mechanic girl. And sorry again, I don't remember her name. I, I, I can't I feel remember like I should, her name. I should Google that. Um, basically, like both her and Edward have like this weird like relationship where. Yeah, I mean, they she, end up together. They do end up together. It's kind of like where like at first, like she treats him like a brother or an annoyance. Because he's short. Yeah, but then, like... I feel you, bro. Mm -hmm. I feel you. He gets her. Yeah. Uh, But then, like, later, like, she, like, goes on adventures with him, and, like, she grows to, like, love and care for him. And he grows... It's not realistic, guys. Don't fall for it. Come on! You're not going on enough (laughs) real-life adventures. Uh, 
Going to the mall on the weekend and going to IKEA together is not an adventure. She's that not going to fall. Winry. She's not going to. Winry. Okay. She's not going to fall in love with you from trips to IKEA. So unless hey. you're going on real adventures. Hey. I mean, he Sir, did, that's a backstab to me. He did save Why? the world. Because I went to Ikea with uh, Charlie. Everyone goes to Ikea. Wait, what? <laughs> when? Yeah, I remember. I told when? you this a long time ago, like last month. Yeah, I was you like, were already together at that point. Fine. Fine. Makes no sense. Okay. okay. But yeah, um, I don't know. Because like, um, imagine that like they will have a second movie. And this one, did you watch the trailer, Dane? <laughs> I'd rather die. Uh, so this trailer is actually gonna have the war oh my god yeah i i literally picked this topic for this exact reaction oh, no, i'm no, kind of happy you're, you're <laughs> a, you're a sick sick man i like i'm enjoying like uh, it, it gets very emotionally draining when i have to be the one who's upset oh my all god. the time which is going to happen in a minute when mm -hmm. we do the next who asked for this uh who the hell asked for this that's gonna be the next segment mm -hmm. but seeing you suffer it, it kind of makes me kind of makes me you a know, little bit joyous it's hard enough being a grown adult in the world that sees the value in animations mm -hmm. where like the the normal npc human being is like the cartoons are bad <laughs> so i'm trying to convey that this is a beautiful story mm -hmm. and then some j-pop guy <laughs> is gonna play roy mustang and I just have to no, live in a no, world no, I where love that's how, true. No, no, I love how he plays. Good as, for you. Come on. Miracle. Come on. Good for you. He's super you. cool. I bet. He's super cool, but I could do without Edward. The guy who plays Edward, I could do without him. There's no way that Mustang guy's cool. No, like legit, he's like very cool. Like he portrays like- um, I don't know, Miracle. Okay. Okay. I, I, have, he's no, I have no dog Mir in this like, Yeah, like- yeah, in the live action, he was badass. I thought he was the only character that basically saved this whole movie. Hmm. I have no <laughs> skin in the game, so I, I just, but, whatever you both say. But imagine they do, like, in one of their movies, they do that scene where that one doctor. Oh, <laughs> uses, God, no. Fuses his daughter Dane's with a dog. face is just amazing right no, now. No, this, this is the episode that <laughs> let black pills everyone. It's <laughs> the one she's talking about. Yeah. It's it, it became a meme. It's super popular. It's, it's the most famous scene in the whole show. Okay, so Brett, let me catch you up to speed. And people who haven't watched this or don't know what meme I'm talking oh, about. Oh, they should watch it. So basically, in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, they meet this doctor and... Edward knows about the daughter because he's like, yeah, basically I like grew up with you and I know about the daughter and like he knows there's a dog also. He's like, hey, where's your daughter? And he's like, oh, do you want to see her? And he's like, yes. And this doctor, he's a alchemist. Like he's tried and doing alchemy. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. I figure with a name like Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's the whole premise of the show. Blah. But basically, he's like, oh, yeah, you want to see my daughter? And like, legit, there's a dog human hybrid coming out. It's, and, and it's a little girl's like, kill me. Yeah. And, she's so like, and like, I was Edward, 12 year old me, like, ah! and Edward is like, what the hell did you do? And he's like, I made her even better combining the two human dog hybrid. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It, it's a super like sick and like disturbing. Yeah. But episode. like, the, this guy legit thought he was like doing the best thing ever because like i believe his daughter was like suffering through an illness right i don't remember i forgot what the reasoning why he did that but basically yeah. he had a reasoning for it but then edward's like you made an abomination i have to kill it and he's like don't kill it this is my daughter but the girl's like kill me yeah like, exactly it's, it's like very heart <laughs> like, it's but, brutal 
how we say it, we we sound like we're laughing. No, like when you watch the episode, yeah. it's like really heart. Like it's not. It, it like hurts your heart. Like you feel your heart. Like uh, it's like up. Black Mirror level. You should go to a doctor. If you're no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like Black Mirror level. Of because like, like you wow, see, you I'm see the girl and like up. you see the girl. Like you see the dog. Like it basically the girl is basically as a dog, but you know it's the little girl because she has long hair and like the dog starts talking english yeah. and you're like wait a minute wait a minute and like she's like kill me no it's messed up mm -hmm. so you have no faith that this will be adapted well no to the no. Movie. no 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 i, I, and I have no faith in miracles like uh, like confidence for a roy mustang either no he's i super bet he's cool. absolutely terrible that's the only part i'll live for for the movie that's it Dane looks very perplexed. <laughs> it is what it is, guys. But you have to remember, this is Japan Warner Brothers. Like, usually their live adaptation, it's like a hit or a miss. Okay. Mainly a miss. Okay. Well, we will we will see, guys. We will see. Mm -hmm. Um, we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna un uh, I'm gonna unburden you from your sadness, Dane. Thank God. We're gonna move on to my sadness. Um, <laughs> so this is uh your new episode of Who the Hell Asked for This? Oh, I love that movie. Why man can't jump? Um. <laughs> I'm so glad you've seen it. I love oh my that god, movie. I love you. It's I, such I a great you. movie. Uh, I just uh, when I read this article, I got so sad that I went and watched it again, and I almost started crying because oh I know it's going to be so Jack bad. Harlow. So Jack Harlow to star in White Men Can't Jump reboot. Are you okay? Wow, dude, what an you, episode! You can't. You soulless creature. <laughs> you can't do this movie in 2022. You cannot. Have Not you seen well. this guy, Jack Harlow? Yes, I, he's uh, the biggest cornball no. in the history of mankind. Okay, so uh, <laughs> White Men Can't Jump is an absolute classic from the year 1992, starring Wesley Snipes as Sidney Dean and uh, Woody Harrelson as uh, Billy Hoyle. Jack Harlow ain't no Woody Harrelson. Hell no. And whoever the hell you get to play <laughs> Sidney Dean ain't no Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is a once in a lifetime talent in a weird way jack harlow is essentially a real life version of malibu's most wanted <laughs> like he's that guy in real life and like that guy is supposed to play like a stuck-up white guy that plays basketball like in the movie I mean, he wasn't stuck up he wasn't no he wasn't, yeah. if anything uh, so uh, also you've got rosie perez as his oh, girlfriend awesome. yeah. and, and uh, it's just it's so good and it's so first of all uh, okay I'll read a little bit and then I'll tell you why this won't work. So it says 20th century's white men can't jump reboot will feature Jack Harlow's acting debut. Dear God. No previous experience. They're just like, Hey, you're perfect for this role of this. You know what it is, is like they forget sometimes that these movies that they made in the past mean a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. It, it just, now this is a movie. If you look on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 77% tomato meter and a 68% audience score. Sure. That's pretty average. White man can't jump. Yep. It's, no way. It's got a pretty, it's got a pretty average score, but this movie was a cult classic. Movie's done. I guarantee Bomb. you everyone in the world, our age, even if they haven't seen it, remembers the cover of that movie. Right of them standing, you know, not what, the cover. Oh, I remember the movie, but okay. Well, you've seen it, but I'm saying if you're if you're like me and you spent your whole life uh, roaming video stores at Blockbuster when you were younger, you would have seen the cover to this movie. It's Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson standing next to each other. So it, it's just <laughs> so uh, it's his acting debut. That's your first. Uh, that's your first Let's red flag. Number one. Okay, so uh, Deadline reports that Harlow will play the role originally portrayed by Woody Harrelson. The fact that it's not Woody Harrelson, that is a red flag. Uh, in the original film, uh, one of the two leads alongside Wesley Snipes. Andy, you know, you know who loves Wesley Snipes? Andy? 
who works here. <laughs> What's these science rules? Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's the good. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen this movie, it's or you haven't seen Blade, especially Blade One, you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of sadness. You know, I haven't seen Blade. Really? We'll watch it. Cool. Oh my god, do you want to watch the anime version of Blade? No. No. Oh. Thank you. But well, thanks for asking. Her. <laughs> Her. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it's good too, the animation. But the, 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 I'll watch the first one and then okay. I'll watch the anime. Okay, so. Whole edition thing. The, these are mm-hmm. two actors who work so well together, but yeah. were also extremely gifted actors yeah. in their own right, right? So, so and so the, is Rosie Perez. So it says, uh, the, exactly. Uh, and first of all, all these characters, the, they won't allow them to be like they were in this movie because they're going to be calling them stereotyped. Yeah. They're going to tell them that, that Rosie Perez can't be, the Rosie Perez character can't be loud and boisterous. They're going to tell, for, the number one tenet of this movie is the trash talking between yeah. basketball players. So in this movie, uh, Wesley Snipes and uh, and Woody Harrelson's characters are basically pool sharks yeah. on a basketball court. And one of the hallmarks of schoolyard basketball or you know your lo- at your local court is mad trash talking, endless trash talking. Your mom jokes here, your mom jokes there. Endless, endless trash talking. In the era of I'm offended by everything, oh in the era of you can't say that because you're hurting me, this will not work. Mm-hmm. It will not work. Uh, if, if it, especially because I, I wouldn't doubt if with a dude like this, if they, if they try to go PG-13, I say we literally boycott. Hey, I don't advocate for boycotting much because I think it's a stupid fool's errand, and it is a fool's errand, but this is making me angry. Number one, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes are two of the best actors of yeah, their generation. They are. And you're going to give... And, and it's like a it's a movie that had it not had actors like this would have been hokey as hell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, the it, with a name like White Men Can't Jump, you right. think it's extremely racially uh, charged. It's not. Uh, there's race that plays as kind of a background character to it. Uh, my favorite part is the part where uh, where uh, Billy Hoyle plays Prince for Sidney Dean. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix for for Sidney <laughs> Dean in the car, and uh, and Sidney's like, "You guys can listen to Jimi Hendrix, but you can't hear him." Mm-hmm. And that's like a whole thing, but it's done in a way that was just so good for its time. It's not preachy. It's classy. It's classy, and it doesn't dominate the conversation of the movie. Both of the characters are flawed. Both of the characters come from poverty. There's no talk about one having a a better life than the other. The fact of the matter is they're both struggling, and they come from different circumstances, but they unite around basketball and the need to try to overcome the obstacles in front of them. When this episode's done i just want to show you a jack harlow youtube video i know who he is so i can break your i know heart. who he is I, why do you think i picked this okay i, I, I know who I'm he is like... uh, so, so it says though harlow has not acted professionally the filmmakers had a lot of confidence in the musicians transition into acting based on a powerful audition now look <laughs> now look i'm going to be diplomatic here and say i'm open to being proven wrong yeah i have exactly zero percent faith that that will happen here but i am if i am god bless that's I fine. Mean, I'll become a fan of you for life. You know the if, director like, ch- changed me on this. The the guy who made this is the same guy who made Blue Chips, which is another uh, basketball movie starring Shaq that I really like. Uh, it's weird as somebody who never played basketball. I played hockey and baseball. I loved. Uh, I loved. Uh, did, did you ever see the movie The Six Man? No. Uh, where the oh God. Uh, okay. Uh, the Mar- uh, the Wayne's brothers um, play basketball, and one of the brothers dies. 
and then like helps him as a ghost to win games. No, that sounds pretty dope. It's though. really it's Wayne's so brother movies are awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it's incredible. They're funny as hell. Uh, or it's one of the Wayne's brothers, and the other one's like Kadeem Hardison or something like. I I don't remember. It's like one Wayne's brother, and then the other one. It's like Marlon, and then I don't know who plays the other brother. But uh, so. White Men Can't Jump came out in 1992. The world was a different place in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you watch this movie, there is so much. Like, see, look at that. Is the is the IMDb on there? Yeah. Look, okay. at, what he, look like, at that cover. That cover is iconic. That is like yeah. a and jacked as hell with his lives. I know, right? Uh, like, it's just the whole movie is him being really good at shit talking. Yeah. And uh, Woody Harrelson's kind of like Billy Hoyle's kind of got this weird uh, charm about the way he does it. By the way, the best. Uh, callback the best thing about the fighting game community is the shit talk yeah well that's like, that's one of the reasons without i wanted to... a shadow of a doubt yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a different time this will not work I, I, i'm sorry if i'm being closed-minded here but this will not work uh in current year um i have a feeling that race will end up dominating the conversation oh yeah it, it shouldn't have uh, it's the, the the term white men can't jump should just refer to that character uh, and one single generalization that Wesley Snipes' character makes about Billy Hoyle. That's all that that should matter within the title of the movie. But in the year 2022, with the screenwriters, screenwriters, with the screenwriters working today, with the dominating, with the dominating narrative of culture within Hollywood, there is no way it will be left at that. It'll be a propaganda. It fest. will be yes, exactly. It will not be good. It will be horrible. So. Um, whoever's idea it was to revive this was awful uh i they said in the article that one of the things that that they said made it like harlow like a good cast member was that he had like a strong audition as far as playing basketball which when if i looked up the original movie they had to train for like months to play basketball so that the games when they're on camera look natural so it doesn't look like it's choreographed which to their credit it doesn't you generally have ruined my whole day. I know. With this episode, <laughs> I'm like, it's so in my head like, right hey, now. So here's all the things that are going to ruin your childhood. I love how you were like, oh, this I was know to ruin my this. heart. Yeah, I didn't know you'd even seen this movie. Oh, I, God. When, when I saw this one, I go, why? Why? I, I thought that one was, I thought they just wouldn't touch that one because they like get along at the end. And that just seems like something they don't want to do. It's such a great movie. Not, not to mention, like, they, they even were ahead of their time. Like, in the in this one, in the original movie, uh, Billy Hoyle is a gambling. He's definitely got gambling problems. His relationship is a mess. Yeah. Whereas Sydney, they're real people. Yes, they're they're really Sydney Dean is, having real conversations. Yeah. You know, it's a timepiece. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's just they can't do it, man. It's just not gonna work. <laughs> I know, they're gonna be like, like at some point you're gonna hear Latinx in it, and it's gonna be all sorts of that stuff. You're gonna so, hear privilege. You're gonna hear. Released in 1992, White Men Can't Jump was written and directed by Ron Shelton. It stars Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson as a pair of basketball street hustlers uh, with the cast also including Rosie Perez. Gosh, she was so good in that movie. Yeah. Tyra Farrell. Like, his, his, like Woody Harrelson's... She was my favorite in the whole Woody movie. Harrelson's character, like, the Billy Hoyle uh, story with his girlfriend in that movie is timeless. Like, a dude who... She gives him a thousand second chances and then finally at the end... She leaves him for good, and he realizes the error of his ways. He just realizes it too late. It's just, it's classic. It's human. It's not based on race. It's not based on anything other than a human struggle of two people in a relationship. And there's no way they will be able to tell a story that deftly with that much class in 2022. They can't do it. With with this guy, Jack whatever. 
Yeah. So it says uh, they got a quote from uh, Harrelson. It says, no, I think that's really cool. They're they're doing that. But I mean, yeah, I can't see reprising that role or even a cameo. <laughs> so what he really means is I want nothing I can't to do wait, with this. I can't wait for the show to get bigger. So like guys like Jack Harlow's can respond to us like trashing. I'll be like, oh, y'all, what? I'm actually going to do great. <laughs> Dude, if he does good, I will be the first. To, you know how much I'm like. Same. I always give people the benefit of the doubt. Like if you give a good performance, I, want I will things to be good. I will I will I will compliment you. And my biggest issue isn't even my issue with Harlow isn't him. My issue with Harlow is the lack of experience. Like that is so 2022 to not ca to cast someone. Mine's him because so when you hear a title like white men can't jump. Yeah. You're thinking you're going to get a, like a hokey white guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was not. He was not. Woody Harrelson was not a whole In fact, the white whole guy. part of it is that he he kind of hustles Wesley. Yeah. He hustles Sidney Dean by pretending to be hokey Literally, at the start of the movie. The point is that he is not. Yeah, it's it's that he plays a hokey. Yeah. Uh, that uh, somebody who can't play basketball. It's a performance. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And they won't give they won't give the character that much depth uh, in the in the remake. I so, hope so. Um, uh, it's it doesn't have a release date yet. My hope is that it ends up on the. <laughs> On the floor, we don't need this movie made. You're, you're, you're like, I give you guys a lot of leeway, man. You can ruin a lot of things, but don't ruin White Men Can't Jump. You've already ruined Mighty Ducks by trying to bring that back, and it didn't work. Just leave it alone, mm -hmm. man. Just leave. Miracle, you, you should watch this movie. It's on. It's really good. It's on Hulu. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's really good. Like it would it will actually surprise you because I uh, like. I don't know how often you watch stuff that's that old, mm -hmm. but you're going to see topics that are relevant today done with so much more grace and care and so much more realism that it will actually be shocking to you. This is a timeless film. It is. Well, I only know the title, but I didn't know what the movie was. I think everyone knows that. It's funny. That title entered like pop culture lexicon. Like mm -hmm. as somebody like in skating, people would often, because that was like one thing I was known for was being able to jump high on skates to do tricks up mm -hmm. to high obstacles. And that quote would be thrown around all the time at people. Uh, about, you know, like, who knew white men could jump? It's mm -hmm. it's like that is part of culture, even if the movie isn't in your watch list. By the way, despite all the trash talk, like the cool the cool thing about that movie is like in a world where meritocracy still exists. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're actually impressed by the guy playing basketball. Well. Yes, and yeah. they admit it, and they admit it, and uh, and then he gets hustled back by by some, and then when he gets hustled back, they tr they do nothing but trash talk one another. Yeah. Uh, as then, you would as you would that's just the way the way these things are so it's just i have no faith that they'll be able to do this well like beyond anything there will be the trash talk will be like you're dumb and you're not good at basketball you know what you don't respect latinxis that's what they will mm -hmm. that's what they will say Essentially. to you. if you were in the movie that's what they would say to you Mm -hmm. what to me that's what they, they, they that's what you would say to me in that if this movie was okay. uh white men can't jump featuring dane and brett that'd be it, awesome that would be you saying that to me <laughs> wait would you be the wesley snipes he would technically be the wesley i can't he, <laughs> i don't think but can you be like a sassier version <laughs> He's the, you can't be sassier than wesley snipes no. in this movie it's the sassiest he rules <laughs> yeah. he rules wesley snipes rules yeah I just love him in Blade. Maybe I should watch this. Dude, movie. it's good. It's, it's like a good movie. Mm -hmm. It's a legit good movie. I'm so. shocked that the audience score is that low. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's I'm sh I think I was more shocked that the that the critic score was that high in the high or in the seventies. But it's just we'll we'll see. Well, mm -hmm. I'm gonna keep my eyes on this one, but I have uh, I have very little uh, in the way of faith that this will work out. I guess yeah. is, is the best way to say about it. So I'm gonna move on. 
And since we're going to put this in the review, uh, so they, they talk about the, there was a, a rating the, that Reacher did really good in the ratings. I'm just drawing attention to this again mm-hmm. because I want to see shows like this that do really well. Like in an age where me and Dane have to cry for an entire episode over new shows uh, and new things being remade that ruin our childhoods and are just bad. Like, I just want to discuss something that's actually good. I feel like we're the only generation that does not want to be pandered to. I don't want to please make something new. Stop. Yes. (laughs) Or if you're going to pander, do it better. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, basically they talk here. It says by almost every measurable metric, Amazon Prime's Reacher is a massive success. The show dominated social media conversation from the moment it started, uh, from the moment it started streaming, mainly because it's one of Amazon Prime's best shows. Author Lee Child, the mind behind Jack Reacher book series, was in tears by the finale of the first season. Wow. If that's true, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. I read articles like that all the time where like this person was moved. It sounds like PR, but it's the biggest clickbait article I've ever heard. But sure. If it's true, Good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second season is already announced, uh, which got the best reaction out of a leading man, Alan Richson. But new nu- new numbers officially declare that Reacher was a bigger hit than we thought. And that's what I, why I wanted to cover this. Nelson, uh, Nelson, Nielsen revealed streaming numbers for shows that aired from January 31st to February 6th. And Reacher landed at number two on the top 10 list. The only show that had attracted more streaming numbers than Reacher was Ozark. And Ozark is a very big established streaming awesome property. So, yeah. Which had dropped the first of its fourth in final season uh, the first half of its first of its final season on Netflix on January 21st so it makes sense that fans of that already popular series would be binging the seven episodes that were available to them maybe even while watching the previous seasons to catch up on it so they explain why that show had a built in fan base that bolsters those numbers which makes perfect sense mm-hmm. uh Reacher, however, only had its first season, which considered, consisted of eight new episodes, and yet it still managed to outperform programs like Hulu's Pam and Tommy, wow, uh, Netflix's Sweet Magnolia, and The Book of Boba Fett. That's a big thing to beat, to beat mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett, because nobody cared about Book of Boba Fett. But, like, I would read all these articles from, like, Screen Rant, and it always felt like forced. Like, nobody actually cares about this right now because Disney's lost all their goodwill. Um, so it says... Uh, oh. Where was I? Okay, so Netflix is Ozark. So it was second to Ozark. Uh, and then we go down here. It says, no, the producers behind Reacher can prepare this show's second season, knowing that they would, uh, knowing that what they did the first time worked. That's what's important. Do not lose focus on why this show was popular. Watch reviews. Listen to your your fans. Look at, uh, at uh, written reviews of the show. Figure out what it was that people liked about it and stick to that. Season two is always the most crucial season yes. for any show. It yes. is. Any show. A lot of good shows have an average first season and really come into their own in the second season. Or other shows have a great first season and don't realize what it was about that show that people liked. And then they veer off in another direction and it ruins it. Uh, one thing that does worry about me here, it says, even though Reacher uh, co-star Willa Fitzgerald improvised one of the show's <laughs> coolest scenes, she is not expected to return. That makes me sad because mm-hmm. I liked her. She had a really good... Uh, dynamic with Alan Ritson in the show. And she was a good example of how you can do a strong female character without making her over the top powerful. She, she couldn't just beat up six Navy seals all at once. She had like, she used firearms. She did all this stuff, but she wasn't unbelievable in the role, even though she's a very small woman. So they did it in a way that felt real. She's also romantically connected to him in the, in the series, but it's done in a way that's tasteful and he actually gets to get the girl these days. And that seems like a very uh, few and far thing 
thing, you know, few and far in between yeah, things hard for them to, imagine. to allow them to do that. There was even, uh, they, they did like a, there was like a nude scene done in like the fourth episode that was very tastefully done, which I am surprised didn't get reing. In fact, it probably will get reing from feminists if they do it a second season because now the show is developing a fan base. So now it's, it's ripe to be picked over by the social locusts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we will see and I'm excited for season two but I just wanted to cover that before we uh, finish up and then also this one last thing which is uh, uh, Microsoft and Bloober team suspend sales in Russia following Ukraine invasion mm. so this is not hard to believe uh, we saw it we discussed it with Warner Brothers and all the studios that pulled from Ukraine uh, social media companies everyone's pulling stuff from Russia right now and I just thought you as a gamer would uh, you know appreciate the discussion uh, of this. It says initially CG CD project Rhett, uh owned by a CG project as GOG is it GOG GOG it's GOG, right? Oh, no. uh, is uh, released the condemnation of Russia along with others in the Western gaming industry. The recent invasion on Ukraine and our friends uh, and neighbors left us shocked and outraged. Uh, they tweeted in solidarity with all the victims of this act of aggression. And the tweet continues. Uh, the group has decided to support humanitarian aid efforts by donating no, donating one million uh, to that to a group that they they list here. I just thought so. This is going not this is going to every industry now. It started on so, uh, social media, then it went to or I'm sorry, it started on movies, then it went to social media, and regular standard news outlets are no longer uh, broadcasting in Russia. Mm-hmm. There's like rollerbladers that I know from Russia that are only able to post right now stuff on Instagram because of VPNs. Yeah. So that's like, like I was like, uh, there's this really good y- young blader named Savison who's really, re- like he's really growing within the industry. And he's got a huge following because he does these ridiculous videos because it's like the middle of the winter. He's wearing like snow pants and he builds, op- he builds obstacles to skate out of like parts that has nothing to do with something you would normally skate. And he's got this great following and he hadn't been posting for a while and he just started posting again. And somebody said Russians are allowed to post on Instagram, which came across as dickish to me. So it is super he's dickish. probably he's probably getting like you know. all this unnecessary like hate hatred mm-hmm. for something he has no connection to. Uh, and he just responded VPN. So who knows? Like that I sucks, just, man. So that's just uh, they talk about uh, basically these projects are suspended there. I think eventually this will all uh, they'll quietly re-enter these uh these markets when things have uh, died down in the news cycle unfortunately that's the world we live in today so mm-hmm. i don't know brutal 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 stuff so all in all a very soul crushing episode yeah thanks for that sorry just cry somebody will it, want to sometimes we tears. have laughs you know mm-hmm. here other days i just i break everybody and, and make them cry tears of pain and sadness you guys should, brett's so sweet to me before the episode like, hey dude it's see, gonna be great see you at 105 upstairs <laughs> hey i give you the articles in advance so you got no excuse i know i just didn't he didn't read I didn't them know. i did read them he I didn't know how didn't much know. they were gonna hurt him until I, uh the white man the white man can't jump I, I guess I didn't see Jack Harlow. <laughs> I saw that it was going to be a remake, and I was like, huh. And then I saw the face of the actor and saw who he was. I was like, dear like, Look, it's less charis- God in heaven. It's less charismatic Post Malone. In fact, <laughs> just cast Post Malone. I can't stand... I mean, he's... Okay, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to hate on everyone, but like... Post Malone sang at the Pokemon see, he's, 25th he's like a sweet um, boy. anniversary Poke, concert. He, he's also super like pro 2A and has like... He seems like a sweet boy. That's why I'm like, but like, he's probably your age. He's probably older than you. Malone. He's Wait, gotta, let he's me gotta, see. He's got to be in his early thirties. <laughs> uh, maybe he's in his late twenties. 
Miracle's checking on. We're finishing up the show, and Miracle's doing live fact checking. Yeah, twenty six. He's actually younger than Dane. Okay, so okay, yeah. Then Dane's comments mm-hmm. are accurate. <laughs> All right, I Dane, I am sorry for for breaking your breaking your spirit today. I don't think you are. Uh, I'm a little bit. Okay. I, I'm I'm just that sad. A little bit. A little bit. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? I'm always going to ask. Hi, you can find me crying in a corner. <laughs> because of all this ridiculous news. Perfect. Uh, you're it's beautiful. Okay. Miracle, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Oh. I screwed that up. <laughs> you're okay. I was like, why did you pause? Did I, I, I want to do the finger you do. Yep. <laughs> Miracle, where can they find you on social media? I don't have social media because it rots your brain. And she would be uh, crying in a corner as well. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe. Join me. Yeah, I'll cry in the corner, and then we can saute some mushrooms that's growing from our tears. Okay. Yeah. okay. Guys, if you want to cry with me on social media <laughs> as it rots your brain, you can do that on Instagram, at Brett Dasvik. Come cry with me. It's we entirely can, we possible. We can do this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to help the show, please go to YouTube, watch the videos from these clips. We clip them up. They put the segments on YouTube. Uh, like the videos, comment on the videos, subscribe to the channel. It makes everyone very happy and I feel very cringy every time I tell you this, but it is important for the show to grow. So thank you. After you've done that, you can go in the description box, which has the link to the Spotify playlist. The Spotify playlist has the full episode start to finish. It is the best way to watch the show in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. We're not just on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on facebook at, or twitter at pop culture underscore show and then dane would be made very happy if you followed us on facebook and on tiktok at pop culture crisis and we will be back with another episode tomorrow see you then guys bye bye Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.